When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On our channel, you can find interviews, podcasts and content on a whole variety of subjects. We have shows on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music, conspiracy theories, serial killers and more. Today's episode is the seventh in our series on conspiracy theories and uh, is on one of the, the wildest conspiracy theories out there. Uh, it's time for us to talk about uh, the Anunnaki, David Icke, and the reptilian conspiracy, as it were. Um, so before we go down that wild, wild hole, uh, I'll introduce my co-host, Reese. Welcome, Reese. Thanks for joining me again, mate. Hello, Sai. Good to be back again, mate. Yeah, it's gonna. This is gonna be a, a a wild one. It's not like any other conspiracy theory at all. It's uh, it's like I don't know. It's, it's difficult to explain. It's so out there and wild. But yeah. Like the way um, the way David I like talks about it and stuff. It's just, he wraps it up in like historical fact, which makes it very difficult to obviously it's so out there that not many people believe it and it makes it really interesting but because he because the way he describes it is so wrapped up in you know some historical facts and stuff just makes it extra extra interesting to talk about yeah i mean personally i i wouldn't call it a conspiracy theory but the rest of the world who knows about it does, especially David Icke. Yeah. Well, I think, like, with David Icke, he, the, reason it, or the reason I would say it is conspiracy theory for him, or for people who believe it as well, is, like, he, he thinks people like the Queen and the presidents and people like that, like, shape-shifting lizards and stuff. He's, uh, you know, he's really, uh, really out there, like, but, the thing is, there's other people who believe that they were um, the Nephilim, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Fallen angels and stuff, isn't it? Uh, the Nephilim were the, well, giants, they call them as such. They weren't That's human, that, yeah. they weren't animal, and they weren't alien, and they weren't angel. They were, I don't even know what they were. They're like, uh, they're like um, ancient uh, like Sumerians and Babylonians. Uh, yeah, they're after like the Sumerians people. and the Babylonians. Well... The Nephilim weren't a, an era of people. They were just giants who they say... You know when you see them programmes where they find giant bones and all that crap? Yeah, yeah. Well, loads of them have been planted saying they're the Nephilim, which they were the Anununakyo. Yeah, I think that's what it was, because they were deities original. That's what they thought. Mm. Or they were judges for the gods, I think. There was two main gods... And then seven of them, which were judges for the gods, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's a bit wild, isn't it? It's, uh, I, I it's think they were created to decide the fate of humanity. Yeah. But, he, he, like, David Icke, he gets, he does, like, um, like, lectures and stuff. And he gets, like, you know, he fills up, like, Wembley, um, not, like, Wembley Stadium, but, you know, like, Wembley Arena and stuff like that. He's got an immense following. It's incredible, mate, because, like, if, say, there was someone going around, like, Dr. Judy Judy Wood or someone, or, like, that Rich D. Hall or people like that who go around and they do these lectures, if they were doing lectures on, like, 9-11 or, I don't know, JFK or whatever it may be, I could understand thousands of people, hundreds of people going to watch them because they're so rooted in what's, like, real and fact and evidence and stuff like that whereas this is so like out there like whether 
he's talking about like blood sacrifices or shape-shifting aliens or lizards and stuff do you know what i mean but like people go to it and like i'm sure there's some of them who go to it you know like like me and you would just find it really interesting and like bizarre. i'd go to it i would i don't know i don't know if i would i i probably would like if someone handed me a ticket and said go and watch it you know go go to david ikis in cardiff or wherever and I and they said, "Yeah, there's a ticket. Go. I probably would go." Right, but... David Ike, if you're watching this, chuck us two comps for your next yeah, show. You we'll do you a little review, mate. Yeah, crack. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who wants to send us complimentary tickets for anything, we'll review it. You know, didn't have to be David Ike. Anyone. Quite if it's VIP, it. we guarantee a good review as well. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> That's right. Get some sponsors soon enough. But then um, I was listen- I listened to this podcast called um, The Weekly Planet. It's these two Australian dudes who talk about like movies and stuff. And they were on about like some of the sponsorships they've had, where they've had been like approached by like people promoting movies. And they they were saying like they've done a few now, and they've been really lucky that the ones they've picked, the movies have been really good. So it looks good for them. Yeah, but like they said, they got. Uh, he said he got approached by, um, uh, like a Mark Wahlberg film. I think it was one something to do with like a bank heist or something. And he was like, they nearly, he nearly did it because it's Mark Wahlberg. It's like this huge film, so it's a good look for your podcast sort of thing. And he didn't at the last minute, and it absolutely bombed. So, yeah, anyone wants to send us free tickets, we'll review it. If they're VIP tickets, be a good review. Yeah, if you've got an alien body we can come view or anything like that, we're all well up for it. Conspiracy theories, if you've got evidence, we'll come and look at the aliens and stuff, aren't they? Alien bodies, shape-shifting lizards. Definitely. I'm I'm still adamant at least two of my exes were shape-shifters, at least two. (laughs) (laughs) My missus just pokes her head in. She was walking past the room, man. She was like, just give me a funny look as if, like, <laughs> the hell are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, come on. Serious now. Serious subject. Serious! So, I forgot to do my little disclaimer thing, but I'll just do it quickly. So, basically, like, we're going to talk about stuff. We talk about conspiracy theories. Doesn't mean we believe them. We just like talking about them. They're interesting. We're going to look at some of the views and evidence presented by the people who champion them. But, yeah, you know, it's what it is. It's interesting. It's funny. It's good shit. So, so let's start with the uh, Anunnaki, I think it's pronounced. They, um, so, they're, basically, the history of them is they're a group of deities that appear in mythological, mythological traditions, uh, like you were saying, like uh, the ancient Sumerians, Akkadians, Azarians, Babylon, Babylonians. Um, so the like descriptions of them, uh, you know, big, huge, sort of giant things. In the earliest Sumerian writings about them, uh, was like a post-Arcadian period, which I don't really know when that is. Like that's like before ancient Egypt, I think, and stuff. You know, it's thousands and thousands of years I, I, ago. Mesopotamian area, yeah, Mesopotamian. Yeah, I think so. They, um, well, they they do say that they were they were involved in the building of the pyramid uh, Gaza, I think. Uh, Giza, sorry. It should make sense, wouldn't it? Like we talked about the pyramids before. Yeah, I'm sure that. they say they used the giants to build that one. Which to me, like that part of it, that makes sense to me because, like we said with the pyramids before, is that they didn't have the equipment and the tools and the yeah. machines to build structures that big. And line up the lights and all this sort of stuff. Whereas if they had like giant deities or like they're you know they're basically like aliens to what we know, um, that would make sense whether they were able to build them. The thing um, is, you look at the kind of way evolution has gone. Hmm. There could well have been giants roaming this earth because you go back to the caveman times. The only thing a human needed to be was big, strong, and fast. Yeah. Yeah. So 
there could well have been quite a few giants bred, you know, and they used them. And the people back then, a giant to them, they probably would look at it as a god. Yeah, and I mean, going back to David Icke, a big one of his big, um, like his big theories and views is that these shape-shifting lizards, which have evolved from, um, you know, they've evolved from the Anunnaki over the years by breeding with humans, um, and that's how they're, and that's, and basically they feed on. I think we discussed it before. Um, they they feed off the fear in the perineal. Oh, I can never bloody say it. The gland in the brain, which um, perineal gland. Yeah, that's the one which like produces. Uh, oh, that's what's that stuff they smoke? DMT. Um, but yeah, it's so like it is all like as soon as you get into it and like the different aspects of it, it does all seem to link back to the stuff that he says, which obviously is because he champions it all, doesn't he? But like, so the Anunnaki are most. They're supposedly the most powerful de- deities in the Pantheon. Um, they were descendants of An and Ki, uh, which was basically the gods of heaven and the goddess of earth. Um, and their pr- primary fun- function was to decree over the fates of humanity. So to me, that sounds like they're basically sort of saying that they were, they start, you know, they sort of started everything and they. We're in charge of, you know, ruling over humanity and stuff, which I know will may upset like people who've, who've, you know, got like a religious beliefs. Maybe you believe, you know, God created the earth and all this or whatever belief it is. Christianity, you know, Islam, Judaism, whatever it may be. But you know, a lot of people who go like who believe in like evolution and stuff this would fit in more into that line of sort of thinking, I think. I don't know. It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? They remind me of the Greek gods a bit, the way they they look over humanity and decide our fate and things like that. You know, that was the role of the Greek gods as well. So you, you can see it throughout history. People believe in groups of gods or groups of people more than they do a singular deity a lot of the time. And now it's yeah. kind of been narrowed down to a singular one. Back then, there was numerous gods for most religions, other than Christianity. Yeah, so like the... Um, There's basically the Sumerian mother goddess, which is a name I cannot pronounce. It's Ninhurasag, okay? They... Um, she had her oldest, sort of the oldest Anunnaki was called en- Enlil, which was the god of air and the chief god of the Sumerian Pantheon. Okay, so then yeah. the Sumerians believed that when until Enlil was born, heaven and earth were inseparable, and then when Enlil cleared the heaven and earth into two separate entities, uh, he carried away the earth. Well, his father carried away the sky, which is how heaven and earth became separate entities. Obviously, again, like we go back to all these different theories and stuff, there's no evidence to, to, you know, for, for me or you to say, oh, this is what happened. I'm just saying what the general myth, mythology behind it is. And that- Weren't they also something to do with the um, the death planet Nibiru? Yeah, I think so. I have, I can't, I... It's I ringing a bell. It does ring a bell. I got, I got a funny feeling yeah. that some people believe they come from that planet. Yeah, and I like, to me, like, if if it turned out that, that these, um, like, these Sumerian uh, deities and giants, if you like, were turned out to be uh, like extraterrestrials who began humanity thousands of years ago and then religions evolved from, you know, over the years where different people believe different things from different parts of the world. But really, like I know I've, I can't, I was just looking then to see if I could find it. I was reading this thing by one of David Icke's, someone who works on his website, I think it was, 
and does like his helps him with his books and stuff. And they were saying that they think that these deities and these different um, Nephilim or whatever, you know, giants, whatever you want to call them, they um, basically all the people around the world in different areas, you know, before you had things like airplanes and boats and whatever it may be to get from place to place. So they were all isolated from each other. They never, you know, they didn't share uh, ideas or views. So everything which has developed into God or Allah or, you know, all the different versions of the God who created everything is actually these beings but it's just evolved over time from these beings into just like a a general God created everything and Jesus Christ or, you know, whatever. I was going to say bullshit you believe, but that's, I can't say that. It's, I don't, I think, I, I, I think I'm, you, I'm not into it, but. You just did say it then, I heard you. I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to the podcast, they'll hear you say that then. Bullshit. I might have, might have, might have to edit that out because. Yeah, don't leave mine in though. Don't leave me hanging. Yeah, I should leave you in there saying bullshit. Not <laughs> where I said, but no, it's like, look, I personally don't believe in it. I'm not religious at all, but I do. You know, everyone's entitled to believe what they want to believe and what have whatever helps them. Um, you know, as long as you believe in something, that's right. And I, me personally, I prefer that. I prefer just to, to try to live by like morals and like general right and wrong but like maybe other people prefer to use their religion to help them do that and i that's that's fine for me as long as you as long as you're not using that religion to to like push it on other people or to use it for wars and things like that you crack on believe what you want scientology believe in some alien gods whatever okay just don't push it on but yeah, I'm going to quickly get off that subject. But um, yeah, everyone who's listening, don't shout at me. Just is what it is. So the earliest known usages of the term Anunnaki came from inscriptions written during the reign of Gudia. I might be pronouncing some of these wrong, um, which was 2000, 2001, Jesus Christ, 2144 to 21. 24 BC so like you are talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago before uh, you know like Jesus Christ and the things in the Bible were came into fruition if you believe in those things Um, um, the earliest text the term is like applied to the most powerful and important deities in the Sumerian sort of pantheon and the descendants of a sky god and that's why I do tend to, I can see, I wouldn't say I believe it, but I do tend to kind of understand what that guy was saying about like how these beings, if they did do everything which is theorized, I could then see how religion sort of spanned off that around the globe into different, you know, and it evolved over time. And, you know, who's to say? you know, what happened and what didn't happen. But, like, if these beings were real and it did happen and there were these giant sort of extraterrestrials, if you like, who would separated the earth and heaven and and uh, presided over humanity, then it would kind of make sense that it would then evolve into other stuff. Uh, the way we're talking, I reckon, within the next 15 years, there's bound to be a Marvel film out that shows how we were created. You reckon? Yeah. I They're just... going down the Immortals route and everything like that. Something will slip in. Yeah, people get angry then, though, don't they? You start... You, uh, you go on Twitter, mate, and you just start a little conversation about evolution or something like that. People go nuts for it. It's crazy. Can't beat a good but, health debate. Yeah, I, no, I agree, mate. I, I, I don't mind discussing, like, religion and stuff and, and like, people's different views on it. I used to work with a guy um, in the place where we used to work, and he was super, like, he was Christian, but he was, like, really strict Christian. And we, me and him both used to work late, and we I used to 
like challenge his views all the time. We used to speak about it, and like he would try and make me into a Christian. But like it was done in like a respectful and like friendly way yeah. as well. Yeah, and we had loads and loads, like hundreds of debates and stuff about it. And unfortunately, like Twitter and social media is a bit of a breeding ground for people who just they just jump in with two feet and just don't. It's like they've got to be right or wrong. There's no like in between. Like yeah. you're you're entitled to your view. I think this, but what do you think about this? It's got to be like the no, ultimate this... fact is though, no one actually knows. Well, that's it, and they meant unless it. someone was there at that time. Science can't prove what happened back then. No way. Mm. They can theorize yeah. about it. But nobody can prove what happened, so no one's ever going to know. It's a healthy argument, and I like listening to both sides. But suck it up, no one's ever going to know, unless I fix my flux capacitator. That's it, mate. If you can do that, we'll all be sorted. So let's move into like a bit more of the sort of modern uh, pseudo-history, if you like. Um, in 1976, there was a book called The Twelfth Planet, which was uh, written by a Russian-American guy called uh, Zechariah Stitchin. Um, so basically, he claimed that the Anunnaki were actually a race of extraterrestrial beings from the undiscovered planet of Nibiru. You were right. I knew I'd, I'd seen it somewhere. I just couldn't remember who it was. Um, so basically, who came? They came uh, to the Earth 500,000 years ago in order to mine gold. According to Stitchin, the Anunnaki gen- genetically engineered uh, like Homo sapiens or Homo erectus to create modern humans uh, to work as their sort of slaves, basically, at that time. So if you think some of the pictures may be in some books or some uh, even some carvings, maybe, where you see like these giant guys overseeing humans pulling big blocks and yeah. building the pyramids. Yeah, it's, it's right like throughout Egypt, Egyptian hieroglyphics. And that's what I mean. It sort of kind of fits. Um, so Stitching claimed that they were forced to leave the Earth when the Antarctic glaciers melted, uh, causing the flood of Noah, um, which also destroyed the Anunnaki's bases on Earth. Um, so these had to be re- rebuilt. And then the, the Nephluit, Nephlim, Nephilim, ne- I can't pronounce Nephilim. that. Nephilim, that's it. Uh, and the Nephilim, uh, they needed more humans to help with the, like, the massive effort. So they taught human beings about agriculture. Um, so like he seems to be saying in this book, I might actually read this book because it sounds like proper interesting. He, um, he seems to be saying that like the improvements in technology over the years is actually because of these people like teaching humans about them so like agriculture and then it says about the Anunnaki built the pyramids and all the other monumental structures from that world um the ancient astronaut theorists you know consider impossible because of the highly advanced technologies that would have been needed this stitching says in his book that the Anunnaki had left behind these human alien hybrids um some of whom may still be alive today and aware of their alien uh, DNA or ancestry. So straight away, you can see just from like that brief like overview of this guy's book, both you can see like I can, you can see like the things linked to history, like the, the, um, like that they were here, they used humans as slaves, then the flood of Noah came and everything changed. And then the Nephilim, um, taught agriculture and helped them build the Anunnaki, helped them build pyramids and all these structures fits into history, fits into what people who don't believe that human beings built those things or just magically came up with how to do these things and you know how they didn't suddenly know how to do agriculture, they were taught how to do it, how to build structures so that it kind of all fits do you know what I mean? And Yeah Totally. And then straight away then, when he starts saying about the human-alien hybrids, which could still be alive today, don't know about their DNA or their ancestry, that's 
goes into what David Icke, you know, it's like that type of, it flows very well into each other. And I think, you know, these guys, they've written books and stuff. So they're all, you know, they've, they've obviously researched it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they've just made it up. They've obviously researched different things, different countries all around the world to come up with these theories. So, so what you're saying is they've researched stuff that other people have made up. Yeah, probably. That's, that's it. That's it? just pure lazy. Make yeah. up your own stuff. I know, I know. Come up with your own bullshit, like Scientology. Oh, Simon. Ow. Can't I stop think my... Scientology's great. Give me lots yeah. of money. Yeah. And not, I don't know if I want them to sponsor us or Haven't they but... got to make a donation to become a Scientologist? Yeah. Jeez, they could. They, oh, can't even start on that. I might, might have to do a show on Scientology one day. A religion podcast. Fuck mm. that. Fuck <laughs> 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 that. We definitely have to get be some a brave, show, brave guy. Yeah, fucking hell. You have some people calling up for that. None of it would be very, very pleasant. I don't imagine. No, I'd definitely be after the watershed one. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so what it says is then, uh, so that yeah, he says about like the human alien hybrids and stuff. Um, he later wrote more books and he expanded on the mythology. He wrote a book in 1980. So, like, these aren't even like modern theories, which he's like jumping on the back of like people like David Icke, you know, it's he was like David Icke, I think went on the Terry Wogan show and declared himself the son of God in, like, the early 80s. And, like, this, that was, like, six, seven years after this. So, I mean, oh, after this guy's first book was 1976. Yeah, so it's, like, a good, you know, four, five, six years. Um, he wrote another book, Stairway to Heaven, 1980, and then he wrote another one in 1985 called The Wars of God and Men. Um in End of Days, Armageddon, and the Prophecy of the Return, which he wrote in 2007, he predicted that the Anunnaki would return to Earth possibly as soon as 2012, corresponding to the end of the Mesoamerican Long Count calendar. I don't know it's what that's. the movie 2012. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure there's another big belief that they're coming, they're coming to end the Earth 2022. Yeah, it could be because it's all twos, isn't it? But yeah. that's, there's like um, people like the like the satanic uh, stuff, like Illuminati type people. They believe in like all num numerology and stuff, don't they? So I'm yeah. sure all the twos would be uh, like a big thing, like a big uh, what's the word? Like a big uh, meaning. They would have a big meaning behind it in some form. I'm sure. Yeah, to be honest, Alien Invasion, now, after watching the three Men in Black films, I'm, I'm not that bothered now. Huh. The, do you know what, though, mate? Do you know what I think about that? Is I think, you know, like people say, like the government's just, they do fake terror and they do fake this and they fake that. It'd be easy for them to fake an alien invasion. Easy, mate. Oh, God, they could fake anything they wanted to nowadays with the technology we got. Holograms in the air for like spaceships and stuff, or yeah. even some of the some of the secret, um, you know, secret planes and spaceships they've got. They could use them, easy peasy, mate, and they could freak out the whole world and get an, under that one world government in twenty four hours. Yeah, definitely. So let's go a bit into this stitching again now. Um, so his writings, obviously, as you would expect, I guess, because of the nature of his writings have been universally rejected by the mainstream his, mainstream historians uh labeled his book as books has pseudo pseudo history um pointing out that he he miss they say he misrepresents sumerian texts by quoting them out of context or mistranslating some words however my argument to that is the sumerian is such an old language that it's very difficult to translate anyway yeah. so i think because it's because of its age there's an argument to be said that one word one person could uh interpret it slightly different to someone else 
Well, you look at just the basic context of normal languages, like the English language. You go different to different areas of the UK, the same word will mean different things. Yeah. You know, so how can somebody say, oh, that word means this? It could mean several different things. They don't know. You know, we're using the languages now that apparently derived from that language, because isn't it the earliest form of language? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So how can they use that argument when we're still doing it to this day? I mean, look at the English language. Just pick the stupid words like where. Where is that? I'm going to wear this. Oh yeah, exactly. How many how many of those words uh, sound the same, nearly spelt the same, but mean something different? Totally different. So it's a diff. Yeah, it's a difficult argument. I'm not saying that I believe what he's saying to be completely correct or anything like that. No, but, but it's a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. And and be, you know, obviously, in a minute, we're going to get into the really wild shit, which I'm less inclined to get on board with. But at the, like up to the point where we're at now, I'm kind of like, yeah, I can, I can believe that as much as I can believe about the Son of God, and a miraculously pregnant lady, you know, yeah, just appear, you know, some woman just appeared. I can believe that, you know, what's why is one more realistic than the other? Totally, it's not. But like, you know, that's not to say either or is correct. Maybe neither. Um. So. Obviously, because probably a lot because of um, at the time that he wrote these books, he did escape the notice of debunkers a lot. Because obviously now, if he came out with these ideas like where no one else had, I think people would be on him on YouTube and Twitter and social media saying, you know, they're de- trying to debunk each point. Yeah. But because of the time in the eighties, there wasn't internet and stuff, and he probably largely got ignored other than his sort of hardcore following and people who wanted to just read up on you know like Sumerian and um, like you know mythical history and stuff like that which people you know that's a really popular um, thing for historians isn't it like Egyptian history and Greek history and and all these different um, contexts of like gods and Nephilim and Anunnaki and all you know all the different things the pyramids people love all that especially you know historians away from conspiracy theories they love like trying to piece together um you know the history of the world I guess isn't it yeah and but so from... the genius of it is because nobody will ever know as long as you can bring out a theory that ties in with it, it could be believable yeah, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? They're so tied into stuff which is historically proven. And then it's like tied into like mythological stuff that is highly theorized. Yeah. It all falls into place quite well. And then, like I said, with the technology and everything, it kind of makes sense the way he went through or he says that it went through. Um, so. In uh, see, in a in a book published in 1994, conspiracy theorist Arthur Horn proposed that they were at, they were actually reptilians. Um, these Anunnaki. So he sort of moved away from the type of sort of gods, if you like, the deities, and was saying that no, these are like reptilian uh, type of alien sort of creatures. Um, and then, obviously, that's when we get towards British conspiracy theorist David Icke further expanded on this thesis, this thesis by claiming that the surviving alien bloodlines mentioned by Stitchin were the Brotherhood, brotherhood of Babylon, um, a race of shape-shifting reptilian aliens who secretly control all the governments of the world and keep humans enslaved using the Illuminati and others as their figurative chess pieces. And this, yeah, you know, this is where it gets wild, isn't it? But you can see how they've almost latched on to the, the ideas behind like that David Stitchin straight away, just from that paragraph where it's saying like they've jumped on that bit about the, there could be human-alien hybrids 
because what that guy said was that they're you know they're just hybrids who've basically got like alien genes or bloodline or ancestry he's not saying they're like shape-shifting aliens he's just saying where they cross-breeded there could still be traces in you know around the world but people wouldn't know about it whereas then david ike and that british uh, the other guy uh, i think his name was something horn uh, arthur horn have taken it like a step further and they've and david ike thinks it's the the was it brotherhood of babylon it's a good name give him that that is a cool name the brotherhood of babylon strike you down sounds epic so david ike um you know he is if you listen to his views some of it like he's got some he was calling out jimmy savile um and pol- british politicians for their pedophilia pedophilia and like sexual abuse of children and satanic ceremonies he was calling them out in the 80s so like Unfortunately, I think his reptilian theories and shape-shifting aliens are so far out there that it actually takes away from some of the good stuff that he's done over the yeah. years with, you know, with other conspiracy theories like the politicians and Jimmy Savile. Um, he did some good work with 9-11 at the start, sort of trying to get it out there. Maybe that it wasn't quite as uh, clear-cut as perhaps people were led to believe. So yeah, so he's accused many, many high high profile British figures of being involved in like sexual abuse of children and satanic ceremonies. He um in the eight in late eighties he said Jimmy Savile was the most prolific child molester in British history. And he you know, you cannot argue with that. He was spot on. Yeah. Um there must have been thousands of people who knew about what was going on in them days, but you didn't have social media. No, but I mean, neither did they. You know, he didn't have it either, and he still... But, yeah, I mean, all the other people were probably too scared to come out and talk. Yeah, he was have you ever seen, uh, ever, ever seen the interview with Johnny Rotten? On, um, I think it might... I'm not sure if it was Terry Wogan or it was like something like that, and he basically... No. He like alludes to to Savile, but he says, "Oh, we're not allowed to talk about that, are we?" On the BBC, and then he and then literally, he was banned. Sex Pistols were banned from BBC Radio and stuff around that time as well. So the people, you know, the BBC knew people within the BBC then knew what was going on. They knew the score. People who were around him and knew him, they knew the score. And like, you can't yeah. be denied that Jimmy Savile had heavy links to. You know politicians and the royal family. So you can't tell you can't tell me that the security surrounding them, those people, they know everyone who those politicians are coming into contact with, um, and that's why the security services always blackmail these high up politicians because they catch them doing things they shouldn't, and instead of taking them down, they yeah. use it to control them and get them to do you know, go in their direction or whatever it may be. Yeah. But that, that's a bit of another story. So, he, um, so David Icke, uh, he's done some really crazy shit over the years. For, for a few years, he only wore tur- turquoise, literally, just would only wear turquoise because, um, and he insisted on being called the son of Godhead. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he's, that's what I mean. He's, he's so wild, mate. And, I do think it's unfortunate in many ways because he's done some good stuff in between, but it's difficult to get on board with some of that stuff at the time. Because I mean, come on. If someone calls himself the son of Godhead, that's up there with taser face. Yeah, it is. It's just crazy, mate, isn't it? So he says that uh, the Anunnaki, the reptiles, have controlled humankind since the ancient times. Um, he says that accounted among them are the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Bob Hope. Um, on Cro- he claims that the lizards are behind secret societies like the Freemasons and the Illuminati and stuff like this. He um, earned the 
dubious title of being the most paranoid man of the decade in the late 1990s. And he's real, he's written several books, which uh, some of them are like best selling books. Uh, the thing is, he was famous before he did this, wasn't he? Yeah, he was you a footballer. He was a known name. And he was a footballer, and then he was a, a radio host. So, you know, he knew. Imagine he if someone fun. like. You imagine if Ronaldo came out now with all this conspiracy stuff and all these things. Imagine the following he'd have. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. So It's because of him being uh, the football, but they don't believe that. His his website, there's incredible numbers, millions and millions. Um, he's, he's Obviously, he's written hundreds. Like I wouldn't even hazard a guess how many books he's read, uh, written. He sells merchandise and advertising on his website and stuff. You know, he's... Um, He's, he does very, very well out of his conspiracy theories, let's say. Um, he released a book in 1990, which was called The Biggest Secret, um, which this is the, f- the only part of the, the sort of lizardy, reptilian type stuff, which I kind of like can understand or not understand, but like I can see like a, a way that it could be true, if you like. So he basically added that he said the final layer on top of the pyramid conspiracy, um, the pyramids are interdimensional, shape-shifting lizard people, and they, they, they use the, the pyramids for a rift through the space-time continuum near a constellation in Draco, which is often, um, they're often referred to as reptilians or reptozoids, reptoids, uh, which partially comes off the work of uh, Zachariah Stitchin, which we discussed earlier. He claims that the aliens are Anunnaki and that they have interbred with humans throughout history. Much of the evidence, in inverted commas, uh, of reptoids, Ike's worshippers put forth uh, pictures of world leaders with enlarged pupils, red eye, or like you see them on YouTube, don't you? Like they, they seem to, their eyelids seem to go sort of sideways rather than yeah. down as if they're you know they're like their shape-shifting ability is like slipping for a second and if you type in reptilian proof on youtube you get hundreds of those of all all sorts of people um i tend to think that if that was the case it would be on something else other than youtube but then with how I feel about mainstream media and stuff like that, maybe it wouldn't, and maybe I'm just being a bit of a hypocrite on that front. Who knows? I'm one of them that if there was that much of it going on, the a lot more of the world would know. But like you say, with media, even with YouTube, they know the videos that are put up. Yeah, they could take them down in instant, can't you? I had um, I had a video taken down before I uploaded it. And it was taken down for copyright before I even got, you know, like the second I uploaded it, I had an email saying, you can't use this clip. So, like, they're perfectly capable of taking stuff down yeah. if they want to. Um, they're also perfectly capable of putting up any videos they want to as well. Oh, absolutely. Jesus, you, you think how they control media and advertising and this sort of stuff? Like, if you wanted to control stuff like that now, YouTube is the place to do it with adverts yeah. and clips and videos. Like, look at Facebook now. You see so many people saying, look, I was talking about this product earlier and it popped up on my Facebook. Oh, it does my head in. It really, it like freaks me out because you don't even need to type it in anymore. Like, no, that's what I mean. People are saying they're just talking about it and then it's popping uh, up. It used to be, like, if you Googled stuff, like, say you were Googling, like, if I was Googling, like, a new camera, and then I'd go on, like, Facebook or another website, and the adverts would be for the stuff I'd Googled. Googled. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that, the cookies and the bots they use. Yeah. But when people are just talking about it. Boom, it's freaky, man. I've had it, I've had it happen several times. It's crazy. That's why, that's why whenever you go, like, you first get your phone, and um, you go on Facebook or Twitter or, like, Google Chrome, whatever browser, it says that you've got to give permissions, and that's yeah. when you're, you're, you're 
you're giving them permission to switch on your mic and stuff if you read the small print. Yeah. So you can't have these apps without giving them the permission and things, so everyone gives them the permission. Yeah, and very few people read the small print of these things because they just want to get on with it. They want to get into their Facebook page or they want to get into the app or watch the film or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. So we're going to try and keep it to around an hour. We're going about 40 minutes now, so we're all right for time for a minute. So, yeah, David Icke believes that these, uh, these things are, are real. He, um, reasonable speculation about the source of his space lizard theory may point to 1970s British pro progressive rock album Lizard Wikipedias by, the Crim by King Crimson Wikipedia, W. Uh, the album features metaphorical references to lizards as politicians, uh, religious enemies of Prince Rupert in the song Lizard, uh, and ironically, King, Crim Cri King Crimson's lizard seemed to honor, honor the Sabbath, uh, promise Eden, and have a sacred tablet. So basically, this band uh, and this album, uh, the guy who wrote the song says that it's just like metaphorical, Politicians and lizards and slimy and blah blah blah, but uh, David Icke seems to say that no, they know something and they're putting it out as they as so many conspiracy theories, you know, whatever conspiracy theory is, it's quite common that the people who champion them are saying, you know, they put this out in a movie or they put this out on the music video because they're kind of like rubbing it in your face almost. Yeah. And they say, you know, subliminal messaging and things like that. People are trying to tell us the truth. And... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, one of David Icke's books is, um, I can't remember what it's called, something about the Matrix. Um, and it's basically, like I'm paraphrasing massively, because obviously it's a whole book, but it's basically saying that the Matrix, the film, is quite similar to the truth in that, we're not, you know, it's not like a reality, it's like a uh, an augmented reality or whatever, or like a hologram or whatever, you know, whichever way you want to describe it, um, which is, again, is another wild theory. But I mean, you know, who's to say? There's no proof of anything. That's the thing. Um, so a quick list of some of the people who David Icke believes to be... Uh, like the top uh, top shapeshifters, I guess you'd say. Um, the late Queen Elizabeth, Queen Mother, was apparently one of the highest satanic witches in Europe. The Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, well, you know, they're like, you know, they feature in every show, mate, I think. Yeah. Um, medieval French dynasty. Um, and some of these, he, like the, especially the older ones, he bases around what he says is, you know, facts and evidence, because obviously with people like the Queen and the people who were, you know, alive up until recently, he's more basing that, I think, on his beliefs yeah, rather than trying, like he's trying to fit that into his beliefs rather than the older ones. I think he's looked into a bit more and tried to pick out the ones that he thinks fall into his beliefs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, various Egyptian pharaohs, basically every royal dynasty ever. Um, politicians, Dick Cheney, I can believe that just because of what he's like. <laughs> um, George Bush, yeah, I can kind of see that too, to be honest. Uh, George Bush Sr., Jeb Bush, all the Bushes, but the looks of it. Boris Johnson got to be on there. He's like halfway between the change. I think he just got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's on this list. Uh, you've got the Clintons, Al Gore, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, John F. Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, Kissinger, Roosevelt, Ted Heath, Winston Churchill, Tony Blair. Tony Blair, I can believe. He was a he is an evil man. And um yeah, he is an evil, evil man. And there's a few conspiracy theories which I want to discuss, but 
I'm not going to discuss them now because I don't think you're going to want to discuss them. And I'm not 100% sure I want to discuss them in public either. Um, Do you mean about Tony Blair and things? Yeah, some stuff about him and like um, even like Madeleine McCann. I'm like, I really want to talk about that because I've watched that documentary. It's like so amazing. And it's like eight hours of just pure evidence and facts. And it is, but again, it's one of them. Someone could bring out another documentary with all their own evidence and facts that goes totally against it. It's no, the way it's, it's put it's across. Based on, it's based on like blood evidence and cadaver dogs and stuff. So it's like it's very difficult to like go against that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one thing saying, "Oh, I spoke to this witness and they said they saw something." But then this witness says they saw anything, something different, and them going with the witness which fits in the direction they want to go. If that makes sense? Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can't argue with things like DNA and stuff. Um, but yeah, I like, and I, so I really want to do a show on that, but I'm reluctant to because it is a little girl who's still missing. Yeah. Even though, you know, I don't think I'd get any, like, crap off people because most people I speak to think that they're fully if even if they didn't do what I think they did most people believe that they should have been punished because let's face it mate if I went on holiday and went out with my missus for a meal and left my kids in bed who were like two and four or whatever it was and I left them and one of them got taken I'd be chucked in jail mate oh totally I wouldn't have the uh, people like Clarence Mitchell and Tony Blair coming, uh, you know, sending people across to to get in the way of the Portuguese police and stuff. Was it you who was saying, I don't know if it was you or if it was something I watched. So in Portugal, um, every 10 years, uh, when like cases are closed or every 10 years, they the police files become public. So you can just get anyone can just go to the library and go and look. So then that means that the like the level of policing is better because it's under proper scrutiny from independent people. Yeah. Um, and supposedly that's why they, uh, you know, they sent those people over like Clarence Mitchell and stuff to, you know, to block the Portuguese police because they'd made them official guidos and sub, uh, suspects. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. We've gone way off topic. That's my fault. Sorry, mate. Tony Blair, he gets me every time. Um, but yeah, so I, there's, you know, there's obviously there's a few conspiracies which I'm on the edge of whether I want to talk about them. And even stuff like, like I watched, um, I've watched the thing and read a book about um, the 7-7 bombings and there's some dodgy shit around that. But then yeah. again, I'm like reluctant because, right, the way I look at it is I think there's some terror things which have happened over the past few years, which I think are bullshit and they didn't happen the way they people say. And I think that in certain cases, people didn't die and people weren't hurt. But I think in the 7-7 bombings, whilst I don't believe the official story, real people did die. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of like... I'm in an R in and stuff, so I'm going to see. Maybe I'll leave it down to people and what they think. But, you know, it's interesting to talk about. And I think even if it does involve, you know, a lot of them involve real people. And as long as you're not, like, um, like disrespectful to those people, I just think it should no, be okay. Like it should be okay. It should be okay to talk about stuff. You know what I mean? It's only our opinions. Yeah. And half time, it's not even our opinions. We're just reading the opinions and things that other people think and then we're just discussing those so it's yeah. like obviously i've given a few opinions loose opinions today on religion and stuff but i mean i wouldn't say that i was like really offensive i just said i don't believe in it but i fully that's respect that is, that's absolutely fine though everyone is entitled to their own opinion there you're not you're not, like you say you're not being derogatory you're not hurting anyone else you know it's your opinion you have yeah, that I think that gets lost though on people these totally. days sometimes, doesn't it? Like it's it's okay to have different belief or a different 
view to other people without everyone having to get all like offended and stuff. Oh my god, I can't believe you think nine eleven was not like an inside job, or I can't believe that you think you know Madeleine McCann wasn't taken by a some mystery abductor and just disappeared into thin air. Like it's okay to question stuff, and it's okay to 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 not believe. That's how we progress in life. We have to question things. Oh, yeah, definitely. And do you know what I pride myself on is that every time I've ever looked into any conspiracy theory, I'll always go into it with, like, not a view one way or the other. And But, you know, usually by the end of watching numerous documentaries and reading up on it, I've got, like, I'm leaning to one side. But... I, I've always got a view on it because you do you you build one yeah. straight away, but I'm I'm always open for my mind to be changed if evidence is put in front of me. I'm not set in my way that you know that's how it happened. I'll stick with that, and if evidence put my way, I just brush it aside. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You should be you should be allowed to talk about anything as long as you do it in a you know respectful way if it involves real people or real issues or whatever it may be it's okay to disagree it's okay to question stuff and it's okay to be like hang on a minute that doesn't make sense what newspapers and the news have told me so i want to know a little bit more about it without people going oh i can't believe that you're disrespecting like the people who've died of this terror instant or whatever you know whatever it may be and it's like no i just that doesn't make sense to me so I want to know why it doesn't make sense. You you can't argue the facts of a case on hearsay, which is what 90% of people do. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. Um, so, like, all right, last thing on, uh, on, the, on the, the anarchy and the lizard uh, sort of stuff. What, uh, what, what are we saying? What, uh, what are we, which way are we leaning? I... <sighs> I believe there's extraterrestrials out there somewhere or a higher form of intelligence. That there's got to be something that guides us along, especially with all the technological advances we've had, etc., etc. Like, you know, since the beginning of time, learning about farming, how to make fire, all the simple things. Somebody has pointed us in the right direction with these. Whether it's giants lizards shapeshifters i have no idea mate but there is definitely something so i'm open to this one yeah i think for me i'm open to that I, I, I should i say i kind of understand that i can kind of see the, the the first part of the stuff we talked about about like the ancient deities and the technological advancements throughout time and them being behind the pyramids and them being behind birth of humanity and maybe even the separating of heaven and earth maybe but i can't like the sort of shape-shifting lizard things is where it gets a bit like okay but if there's aliens in this huge universe that we live in if there's aliens and there's whatever else and there's a devil and there's a god why can't there be shape-shifting aliens totally and on that note, we will leave it there. I've been Simon. That was Reese. You can find Reese on Twitter at Shaw Celtic. You can find me on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation. Even if you want to send me some abuse for my views, that's okay. I'm always up for a debate and a discussion. But yeah, give us a give us a subscription on YouTube. We have a lot of fun with these conspiracy theory shows. We got. New serial killer show coming up soon. Well, actually, we're filming this Tuesday, uh, Monday. Friday. Um, what day are we today? Monday. But this is coming out Friday. So uh, by the time this comes out, Serial Killers episode one will already be out. Uh, I did a show with Fightful.com's Andrew Johnson, which came out last Monday. Um, two Premier League, ex Premier League footballers the week before. There's there's like 30-odd shows of different subjects and different people, all of them uh, fun and interesting in their own ways. Uh, so please jump on board, join the nearly 6,000 people on Facebook, come say hi, subscribe YouTube, 
see us on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good shit. Anything to add, Reese? Yeah, somebody get us on one of David like shows. Yeah, send us tickets to stuff, to freaky stuff, and we'll go watch it and review it. Yeah, we'll have anything. Yeah, go watch it and then review it. Alien autopsy, UFO sightings, we're, we're down for the lot. Yeah, David Ike Letcher, whatever it may be. Somebody we'll wants see. to send us to Egypt, we'll have a good look around the pyramids. Yeah, we'll do whatever, mate. Ask for anything. Okay. Right, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to our ramblings. And uh, join us again next time for Conspiracy Theories. See you soon. Nice one, guys. Cheers, folks. Sports Social Podcast Network.